Welcome into the final edition of the Train with the Best podcast from Onyx Camp. Chris, you can say it. We did it. It's over. It's I done. thought you were going to say finally. <laughs> finally. We were, uh, I already told Dakota, who's in the audience here, this, so uh, I, I'm going to tell the story on the podcast. We finished with Audrey, who's also here, um, and uh, I go, Chris, when do you want to record with Dakota? And he goes, what did I say? Never, Craig. Next week. <laughs> I think there were some F-bombs. There might have been. There might have been one there, or You two. were halfway down the hall at that point. Like, <laughs> you literally left the room before Audrey did. <laughs> you, were, you were gone. Um... But our third, our third man with a mic. You can introduce yourself here. I don't, I don't know what you want to say in terms of your bio. So I'll let you, I'll let you do your own introduction. Sure. Match fit performance. You got all kinds of fun stuff. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, Erwin uh, Segia. I'm a physical therapist and strength and conditioning coach. Uh, that's basically the bio. Where, where are you based out of? Based out of New York City. Also, my roommate for the week. He has a horrifically so nerdy alarm clock. Which Ooh. is going to be stuck in my head. I'm going to put it. I'm going to put the song in the podcast. So, oh. should, to, should I play it? If you can is it like it a Star Wars or something? No, it's worse. It's, it's a video game Ooh, theme. Dang, worse! Wow, that hurts. I mean, worse like that's it's Star a deeper Wars. cut. There's less people that will know it. All right. Well, is it like Street worse. Fighter? Getting closer. Getting closer. More. Oh my God, that's like Sonic. Right. Yeah, I, Sonic I'm gonna have that. See for my for my RPG nerds. Gotcha. I'm gonna I'm gonna have that in my head for weeks, <laughs> weeks. Fly out of bed. Yeah. All right, Erwin, get up. Go to the training room. People need you. Erwin <laughs> um, was our PT, our physio here for the week at Onyx Camp, and we've had so many great conversations. And it, it, like in the middle of the first one, I went. Yeah, uh, we need to have you on the podcast. Yeah. So uh, now that there's no more players to be treated and there's nothing else to do outside of survive these final few hours before we go to the airport, we figured now would be a good time. At least that's what we figured earlier in the week. Chris looks like a zombie, but we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Erwin, let's start with this. What is your simple philosophy towards rehab? <sighs> this is... It's potentially a big uh, rabbit hole that we go down, but rabbit is, uh, rabbit. Uh, rehab is super simple. A lot of it is basically just uh, it's basically just calming shit down and, and putting it back together and building resiliency. That's the long story short. Rehab, yeah, so. it's something for you that is simple. Super simple. I mean, especially when it comes to all the stuff that I see on Instagram that I see a lot of my colleagues and even in the fitness industry, everybody wants to make uh, this rehab process as complicated as possible between <laughs> using passive modalities and ice and stim, which, you know, physical therapy is really known for. And it's such a pet peeve of mine in the sense that, uh, that rehab is a very active process between recovering from injury and the relationship that you build with your physio or even whoever your rehab professional is um, in order to actively be involved as much as possible because your body your body puts itself back together like I don't we don't fix you as physios like we give you the tools to build that resiliency and help your body heal itself yeah I remember one of the first conversations that I kind of overheard and then never asked you a question again because I knew all right this dude knows his shit was like you you were talking to somebody about hey inflammation is a natural part of the recovery like we don't necessarily want to ice everything all the time right away we want inflammation to come because inflammation 
is part of the recovery process. And I was like, okay, cool, done. I don't need to talk to him. We're good. (laughs) (laughs) We didn't get to chat much. No, there was, I mean, I I trusted you completely after that because I knew you were on another level of shit that... I don't, I don't have to worry about. So like that was the, that was the one part, honestly, for, for me, for this camp over the, over the past 10 days was amongst all of the other responsibilities that I've had in the past. This was one that was easy to pass off because we knew that we had somebody that was in place that knew what they were doing, that was going to take care of the players that was going to do it on a high level and made our job a lot easier in that, in that sense. So appreciate you being here for sure. Yeah, it was, uh, it was awesome to be called up to get a cap actually yeah how did you get the cap how did you get the cap let's talk about that oh man uh so i actually reached out to gooch on instagram like two years ago because i realized he had put together his facility with you Mm -hmm. um and i i slid into the dms i was like hey i see what you're doing i really appreciate it if you have a moment to chat via email or phone call or whatever you know let me know and uh and then he ended up responding after some period of time. I don't even remember, but uh, we chat. We hopped on a phone call. We nice. chatted about you know the state of U.S. soccer and what <laughs> I what, which is which was a fun conversation and you know what I what I was intending to do in terms of my long one of my long term goals. Um, and then you know we he was like yeah just stay in touch. Uh, and then what like two months ago I got a I got a DM on our professional Instagram from Gucci. He was like hey. Uh, do you do rehab and PT? And I was like, yes, we do. He goes, are you available at these dates? Uh, and I was like, yeah, what's up? He goes, oh, we need, we need somebody for a camp. And the rest is history. And here we are. Yeah, it all, it all worked out. It all worked out really well, actually. Yeah, so, to say um, the least. I'm glad. And, you know, obviously, you and I have had these small conversations about what we want to do for Filipino football Yeah. eventually, right? Yeah. Bring this back, my fellow countrymen over Ranked here 196 out of 207 and fifa it's sick coming up we're coming, we're coming up. up baby <laughs> start from the bottom oh my god doesn't Still get at the bottom yeah <laughs> oh can't go down so, can't go <laughs> that's anywhere. nice yeah maybe to more lesser i guess i don't know yeah, yeah. <laughs> so one of the things that i think is really special about both of you guys when you guys deal with injuries and i'd love for you to compare notes is how you go about diagnosing a problem and uh if we want to tell the story of audrey's shoulder we can here Chris, because uh, I know Erwin wanted to hear it, but just uh, both yeah. of you, when you think about your process of uh, how you identify something and go about trying to, quote unquote, fix it, Erwin, I know you hate that word, but to, to put the athlete in position to help them fix themselves. Yeah. Um. All right. So for Audrey's shoulder? Yeah, let's go Audrey's shoulder. Okay. <laughs> Waiting for this all week. On it's the hard. So, so he, here's why it's hard for me to recall, because like when when I'm in that mode, I don't even remember what I was thinking. At the time, I was just like in it. You know what I mean? So whenever there's we pain. We have to guide you with the patience yes. here. Whenever there's a pain or whenever there's restriction, like just think about what pain is. Pain is a signal from your body that tells you, hey, that we shouldn't be doing this. And there's a reason why we shouldn't be doing it. Either it's, it's dangerous or it's uncertain. Yes. Right? Like Thank I'm you. not certain that this movement is safe. Here's a pain receptor. Maybe we shouldn't do this. Or here's some sort of restriction in the movement. And normally when there's a restriction in the movement, that means... Something is holding on that shouldn't be holding on. And the reason why it's holding on is because whatever was supposed to be holding on isn't. 
right? So we have to turn this thing off, turn the other thing on, mobilize it, stabilize it, get her to feel comfortable doing it, right? Like give her a big hug on the shoulder and let her know that movement's going to be okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's what we did. We gave her a big hug. Um, we took her through some stability stuff, got her subscap to, to stay in place, then mobilized it from there with a little bit of Filipino dance called Binasu An, which you guys don't know. We called it Don't Spill Your Tea. Right, right. We call it yeah, "Don't yeah. spill your tea." But that was really funny gosh. when Irwin walked over and went, "Is that a Filipino dance?" I was like, "No, it's just a thing with the slider." I no, but know. it definitely is because he came over to me. He was like, "Did you teach her that?" I was like, "Yeah, don't tell him what it is yet." <laughs> yeah, I remember walking over it. And I was like, "I know." I was like, "I know that," and I it's. I was like, "Craig did not teach her that." <laughs> Correct. So <laughs> facts, facts. So once we got it to move around a little bit, then we went back to our original up and over um, with, with the band, and and voila, the, the shoulder was fixed. And, and, and again, you shoved her in the chest and went ten grand, please. Yeah. Uh, which hey, like the invoice is coming. You better you better put that Chick Fil A outfit back on or something. As <laughs> <laughs> a reference to another podcast, Ooh. which you guys so, want to listen to. But uh, but yeah, so so that's kind of my thinking. Is like all right. There's a pain. There's a pain signal here. Why is that pain signal being sent? Can we get that pain signal to go away, right? The way that we turn off Erwin's uh, fanfare alarm in the morning. Can we get that to go away, right? And then can can we? You don't hit snooze. Can we you let turn the, off, you turn it off? And then and then can we send the signal Maybe back, right? Twice. So so the brain was sending the signal that this is painful. Can we then send the signal back to the brain to say no, it's not. We can do this, and that's that's kind of how we address pain and restriction or when you think about diagnosing because I, I watched you go through all these things this week where you would ask pointed questions here and, and try to it seemed like you were trying to isolate an issue um did i read that wrong or, or how do you no. think about you're, you're uh, that right how do, how do you think about diagnosing an issue so the, i think the first thing that i want to say before i jump into that question is i really appreciate this conversation one because a lot of healthcare providers, even that I've gone to school with, don't think that way, especially when it comes to pain science and, and even like potentially taking the different approach that uh, is it really just a pain receptor or is there like a threat that the brain is perceiving that your brain's like, ah, I don't feel safe doing this. And it even is even then, is that indicative of of actual pathology or, or tissue damage, uh, which is never it, it's not always the case rather so um to answer your question what was your question (laughs) (laughs) my question is how do you think about diagnosing an issue and what's your process so ultimately uh as a physical therapist what we want to do is we want to make sure that there isn't any underlying issue so my in terms of my education we want to make sure that there isn't a bigger issue at hand that I need to send you to somebody else. Ultimately, like I need to make sure that you don't need to go to the ER or, you know, we need to send you to uh, an orthopedist or an orthopedic doctor or surgeon. Um, So when it comes to my diagnostic process is very similar in the sense of what's the movement that's causing that discomfort and what can we do to isolate it? So one of the players that was here that was dealing with a hip flexor issue, um, I basically would ask her, uh, 
honing, honed in on asking the right questions, essentially. So what movements were, uh, were upsetting how you felt and giving you the sensations that you were experiencing? So, you know, was it, was it changing direction? Was it accelerating? Was it striking the ball? Was it, you know, was it running? Was it when, and then even honing in on the specific portions of the movement that were irritating. So when you're striking the ball, is it as you're bringing your leg back to strike the ball, is it at contact? Is it at follow through? Um, or when you're running, is it when you drive off the back leg? Is it when you pick up the leg to come through? So a lot of that basically helps me narrow down the essential uh, biomechanic, potential biomechanic cause. And then when we look at the biomechanic cause, if we can potentially load the tissue to change what the brain is perceiving so you were saying basically oh we can give this muscle or this um uh, this muscle or this joint a big hug by giving it input through whatever joint or whatever muscle that's related close closest to what the athlete is experiencing. Uh, in most cases, and I hate blanket statements, but in most cases, they they either respond well or they don't respond well. And so when they don't respond well, all we have to do in terms of rehab and keeping it simple is you just have to modify the intensity and or you have to modify the movement so that they can perform it. And then you retest. So yeah, that's diagnostic process in a nutshell. I might've been a little, <laughs> I might've been a little in my own head, but yeah. yeah. It's hard to, it's hard to explain the diagnostic process. It's hard to make it very simple for yeah. sure. My there's brain just, is a very convoluted place. There's just a lot that goes on. <laughs> yeah, no, but that was good. And I think that was an accurate representation of what I saw all week, which was, I think the, the athletes that we have here in the room. Um, who worked with him this week did, did a test to that. It's like, all right, let's find the position that doesn't hurt or that, that is a, a minimal amount of pain or the right kind of pain, um, the right kind of sensation. Yeah. Um, because it's in, like, I know philosophically you're, you're looking to load, like you're looking to strengthen, you're looking to take that active process as opposed to just be like, okay, well, then uh, that's your limit. Don't go past that anymore. Right. Yeah. Right. Which is, which is a big limiter in a lot of physical therapists and I mean I've been there I had been there in the early years of my practice where you know pain was usually the end point and so being able to evolve my practice in terms of studying pain science uh, which is a deep deep rabbit hole but really getting people to understand what's going on and so actually to go back to you know my job is basically you know the interpreter for your brain I help you understand what's going on with your body so that we can figure out how to gradually load your tissue or whatever to get you back to doing what you need to do and build that build that process back up to mm -hmm. striking a ball being able to sprint at full speed cut or change directions the train with the best podcast is brought to you by super coffee super coffee was founded by three brothers who were tired of being tired jordan the youngest brother was a college athlete and wanted a better solution for being tired than energy drinks filled with caffeine and especially sugar he was an athlete he had to perform not good enough so he and his older brothers jake and jim decided to take some organic coffee they needed the good stuff uh what else do we need we need some protein and uh what's this mct oil everyone's talking about did a little research like what they saw threw that in the blender too literally a blender and when they hit blend, they came up with something that really worked, gave them energy, had sustainability, felt sharper. And so they said, hey, we might be onto something here. Perhaps we should put it in bottles. They went down to their local Whole Foods, and the rest is 
history. They've since expanded their game into espressos and creamers and cold brews, and you can get it all at drinksupercoffee.com using our brand new code for 2020, TWTB. Train with the best, TWTB, for 25% off your first order. That's Super Coffee from Kitsu Life Incorporated, who reminds you that if you can change your energy, you can change the world. The Train With The Best podcast is brought to you by Momentus. Simply put, they are the best recovery products on the planet. That includes their entire line of proteins. They've got their essential blends for everyday use, strength recovery for after a hard workout, and endurance recovery for after a long workout, which, of course, can also be a hard workout. In fact, I think those are the hardest workouts, but maybe that's just me. Anyway... All of their products are NSF certified for sport. Every single one of their plant and whey proteins and momentous sleep. So you can take it knowing that you can go compete if you're someone who's into competition of any kind or just know that you're putting the best stuff possible in your body. That they've said, hey, this is safe. This is good. And for instance, their whey proteins, the whey raised on the European standard of whey because the American standard is the poop emoji. You can go to livemomentous.com and use the code TRAINWITHTHEBEST for 20% off your first order. That's livemomentous.com, 20% off your first order of Momentous Sleep or any of their proteins. Because if you're going to train with the best, you better recover with the best. And that's why we choose Momentous. Another conversation we had this week, or one that we, I think we actually didn't have this one and we were going to table it for the podcast, mm. the all or nothing athlete. Oof. What did you mean by that, Chris? Uh, all or nothing. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. That, that wasn't mine. <laughs> that was yours. Um, I mean, all or nothing athletes, especially with what I've seen in, in the rehab setting is uh, you'll get people that come into the clinic that will present with some sort of issue and when we ask the right questions in terms of training load or what they're doing um they'll say yeah i'll train six or seven days a week i train you know an hour and a half to two hours each session and uh you know but but i'm not getting anywhere and i've hit a training plateau and so the biggest the biggest issue there is really trying to peel back, you know, why, what this, what this issue is, like, why do you need to train so hard and why are you not investing in your recovery, which is, in my opinion, 80 to 90% of the actual training process. Right. Right. You, you see that as well? Um, the all or nothing athletes? Yeah. yeah I think you kind of have, you, you definitely have to manage people who are like that. And, you know, for the ones for the ones that have it, you're always going to be in this continual, continuous battle of like trying to get them off of their feet, um, and that's just something that that, that you kind of got to do. And then um, I always say, I think I've said this before many times is just make your hard days super hard and make your easy days easy. So you know, like if if I did my job the right way and I was cooking it with enough heat, then after that hard day, they're gonna want some recovery. Yeah. You know, so like there's got to be a shape to the workouts. There's got to be um, a plan to it so that so that they know. And then it's a, it's a little bit of educating, too. Right. Like letting them know, hey, look, these 100 percent days. So make sure that like, hey, if you can give me more, give me more on these days because we're going to back off on these days over here. So yeah. Don't don't think that. All right. You're going to save it for the next day because we've got this going on. No, like this is the plan give me what you got right and i think the other thing to understand too is that like progress is not linear right 
progress goes up, it typically plateaus a little bit, it might drop a hair, and then it shoots back up again. Like, and that, that slight drop off is gonna be that time when you rest, that time when you back off. Because, as we've said before, like, working out doesn't make you strong. Working out makes you weak. Recovery right. makes you strong. And so yep. if you never have the time to recover, like that. you're never actually going to yep. be able to make that progress. And it's weird It's weird at a camp like this, right? I think I was telling you, right? It's like when people come here, they pay because they want to be here and they want to work out and they want to get their money's worth and they want to work out 20 times a day, right? And you can't do that. So you kind of here really wanted some more work by yeah. the end of the week. <laughs> No, some of them did, and, and so did. and so you kind of have to, um, you kind of have to sneak it in. You kind of have to sneak in little things of recovery. You kind of have to be a little bit more clever about the way that you push them, and, and when you back off, yeah. you, you almost don't tell them that you're backing off, but you know you make the focus something else, and then you know you, you're still able to make it seem like they're putting in a lot of effort, but you're saving their bodies from them as well. So. It's just a little like give and take. Yeah. Stress management also becomes a part of that. Huge. I mean, yeah, the, we had we had multiple conversations about this and I've had multiple conversations with athletes that, you know, training is all very commonly what I see uh, at most people's main outlet for stress management uh, and when we you know when you have some of these real conversations or even some of these hot takes when you talk with these athletes you say like why why do you not why do you have this need to like to always be on like what's the issue with turning off um, you know and it's it's tough like those conversations can get deep and understanding your athlete and making sure that they're adequately educated and you know and even being in the right place in the right time to have that conversation to because you know I've worked with athletes that have had body image issues that don't know how to manage their stress through through other means and so this 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 added stress basically just keeps them in the sympathetic nervous system and mm -hmm. they have no chance to recover yep yeah, for sure. What are some strategies that you recommend to employ for stress management? Uh, so most people think of meditating as this very kitschy thing, but even reframing it as guided, guided breathing. And it doesn't yep. even need to be like sitting in like a lotus position for four hours. Like go for a, go for a fucking walk and like just breathe. <laughs> like there's plenty of awesome apps that people can use. Um, and like what, like that whole education process behind the med the, the why behind meditation is so yep. important because our brains are wired to always be on and that's always a common complaint people mm -hmm. are like oh i i don't have time to meditate or it's 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 so hard to do just because i can't turn my brain off and so uh like learning how to be present and like watch these like thoughts go by in your in your head if you can visualize a train of your thoughts like watching it go by and being okay with acknowledging one or two of those thoughts but then coming back to being present is super super important because again like the yeah it's we get so caught up especially what with what i see in athletes like yourselves is it's so easy to be like oh my gosh, I need to be fit for this day or uh, I'm getting ready for this trial and I need to be 100%. Uh, and if we, when we don't manage those stresses again, like our brain continues to release cortisol. There's no difference between like freaking out about a trial or training for right. 90 minutes to two hours at a high mm -hmm. level. Your brain can't tell the difference. Your body can, but your brain can't. So like the 
this the hormonal cascade is still the same your brain like yep. your adrenal uh, your brain releases cortisol everything is on high alert you can't calm down yep. uh and then if we can do anything to do that between sleep between guided breathing between um going out to take a walk uh who was i talking with yesterday about yoga and they were like yoga helps my flexibility but i think so this is a hot take like i think yoga <laughs> changes people's flexibility because they actually take the time right. to breathe yep. and get out of the the sympathetic nervous system because they're like oh wow this position is really hard as opposed to man why didn't i finish that that chance that i had on the six yard line like it takes you out of that moment and it puts you into what you're doing at that at that time and place yeah i think um i think the episode title might be go take a fucking walk and read i love it that uh, I could work this episode Yeah, I think yeah, with the breathing, that was going to be my answer too because you hit the nail on the head. Like that b- breathing is kind of that bridge b- between the sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system. It's the one autonomous function that we have that we can actually also voluntarily control. Mm-hmm. That and blinking, but blinking doesn't really affect yeah, much. Not a lot. I don't but, know. We'll see. Maybe we should yeah, do some yeah, research on that. Let's blink a shit ton. Blink um, therapy. Blinking. Here we go. Frontier. But, but breathing, and then and then you you take a look at the <laughs> <Alternate> episode title. <laughs> you take a look at the structural anatomy of the diaphragm and what that connects to. Right. Like there's just so much more people the hold this tension in their necks and in yep. the vagus nerve and all that other stuff. So if we can if we can tap into that and teach people how to breathe, I think that that's like. That's been something that I've been on um, lately. Yeah, sure. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, how many times did we take, like, walk in the room? One of us would be in there. The other one would walk in and just go, I need 20 minutes. And we yeah. go lay down, like, close our eyes. And that reset, especially in a week like this, was super essential. And the, uh, the, the benefits were there. Um, also, waffles. Waffles helped me. Yeah. <laughs> I've been eating waffles the last like two, two days. Yeah. Every once in a while, you got to have a waffle. I feel like you kind of, after I yelled at everybody about the Fruit Loops, I feel like you went, you kind of rubbed it in and were like, I'm going to have extra waffles right in front of all the players. That I, was kind I, of a dick move. I, I did it yesterday and, did. and today. You got to flex sometimes, though. Yeah. Look, I'm not out here for a contract. Okay. So I can have a waffle if I want. (laughs) (laughs) Bonus ad. Real quick. It's actually an ad for ourselves. We just want to let you know that if you like this podcast from Train With The Best Media, we think you'll like our other podcast. Catch the Spirit is a podcast that takes you inside the Washington spirit of the NWSL. And on our latest edition of that podcast, we talk about maybe the biggest news in the entire league. We talk about the Mallory Pugh trade with the man who ultimately pulled the trigger on it, Richie Burke, the head coach of the spirit. He talks about how hard of a decision it was and about the players that they ultimately got in return with the draft picks from Sky Blue. Check it out anywhere you found this podcast. Catch the spirit from Train With The Best Media. It's me, it's Chris, except we don't swear at it. Richie did today though, so that was fun. I got two lanes left to, to drive down. We have hot take lane. Oof, oh God. And uh, we also have the whatever conversations you want to have because we haven't had a chance. You, you haven't had a chance to pick Chris's or my brain yet. Oh, man. So, Erwin, you get to. This is going to be we're, bad. we're coming up on the fork in the road. Do you want to go Hey, wait, wait. Disclaimer. This is. I've, I've been in Florida for, I feel like, 10 years. Yes. So, the things that come out of my mouth, I'm not responsible for. Okay. <laughs> Let's finish with the hot takes. Let's go. Or right, what were some of the things? I, mean, I, I know you said there was a couple of things that you wanted to, or maybe at least just one or two um, that you wanted to. Oof. Um, 
those things that came up during the week. Or yeah, takes, let's do it. Just quick, doing a lot of cool content. Let's do it. All right. Curious to ask Chris about. Yeah. I'm into. Oh boy. Yeah, I got a lot of questions about the the shoot the percussion therapy percussion therapy and the boots and why they why why people thought they felt better after the recovery uh or after after sitting in the boots for a little bit or having the theragun or the um what was it the yeah the eight away um so most people, the, the common explanation and what a lot of these companies give to you in terms of percussion therapy is we're changing, we're changing your blood flow. Some might say that you're changing the tissue quality. And so I, I've had this conversation multiple times. So yeah. if a gun that gives you uh, pressure at whatever, like 30 yeah. PSI or uh-huh. 60 PSI can change your tissue, what happens when you get crunched in a tackle from a center back? Uh, in the middle of the field, like your tissue would probably shear off. Like you would, your leg would explode. So there, there's this like faulty narrative, uh, and even almost like this, this terrible, like you, this terrible negative narrative of what your tissue is. And if it takes 30 pounds of force to change your muscle and get it to calm down, then other things would, you know, wreck you. If you got into a car accident, you'd probably like disintegrate. Right. Um, right. There's research that shows that. Uh, I think it's like 2,000 pounds per square inch or something like that. At right? least, yeah. Yeah. To change the ITB. To change, yeah, to yeah, change to deform the ITB. Muscle tissue, yeah. And the ITB, for those of you who are listening, is like this literal thick ligament mm-hmm. in most average. Like even most soccer players, I would probably say it's like one to two inches thick. Mm-hmm. And so if you think that foam rolling is going to change yeah, the quality of your ITB, like actually it doesn't, we probably would need to take a sledgehammer to your leg. And yeah. that's probably the last thing that you want in order to feel better. Right. So here's, so here's what, here's the hot take. Like, yes, foam rolling does not, there's no such thing as myofascial release. Mm-hmm. That's, it takes way more than a foam roll, mm-hmm. a percussion instrument. A thumb. It takes like, way more. Like for the hot take, we need to hit the horn. No one yeah, will be able to hear it because we're on the speaker. But what it does it is, it doesn't even have to be a foam roll. It could be a foam roll. It can be a hand like rubbing up against you. It, with the the nerve tissue that connects to the skin on the opposite end of that nerve also connects to that muscle. So mm-hmm. what it does is it makes that muscle more receptive to information. Right. So if we're talking to say Audrey, right, about her shoulder. Yes, we're not going to manipulate the muscle tissue, but maybe we can make the muscle a little bit more receptive by sending a signal to the opposite end of the nerves to say, hey, here we come. Something's coming. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. And that's kind of what all of that stuff is, is, you know, trying to stimulate the skin on the opposite side of the nerves. Yeah. So, Uh, yeah. And even, even then it's like, we don't even know what, I'm all about this. I'm all about this. And even then it's like, love it. Let's go. I mean, even then it's like, we don't even know the mechanism of why manual therapy works. Works. Like it still feels good, right? You like you have the you hit yourself with a theragun. You're like, oh, it feels better. Right. Is it really? So yeah, like the big the big take there is: are we more? Are we changing the soft tissue, or are we doing anything to the brain that gets the brain yes. to reduce that that yes. threat? And that's really what it is. Yeah, that's for really sure. Yeah, um, yeah, that's that's one of my favorite ones. Yeah. I love that one. Yeah, there's no such thing as myofascial release, not especially not with a foam roll. Hell no. Yeah. Um, all right. Your, what's your best running hot take right now? 
they in the same length uh, I've had this conversation a lot in the past couple of weeks uh, like length discrepancies and pelvic misalignment so <laughs> most people that have like hip or knee issues or even like I've seen it applied to flat feet, knee issues, hip issues, lower back issues. And sometimes it can go upstream to the shoulder from some people. Um, your pelvis is held together by a shit ton of very, very strong ligaments. And when we go back to that initial conversation of how much force it takes to deform ligaments, uh-huh. um, if your pelvis is out of alignment, which in most people, uh, asymmetry is very, very normal. Yep. Uh, that if your pelvis was really upslipped or rotated, or if your vertebrae is out of place, like we have way bigger problems than that. You probably wouldn't be able to walk in if your pelvis was like rotated and upslipped and, you know, flipped inside uh, out. Well, look, I mean, that's, that's just people who hop on WebMD. They, they read whatever they read about fibromyalgia or whatever the fuck they thought that they were reading. And they were like, oh yeah, that's me. That's why I can't lose weight because I have hyperthyroid. No. You can't lose weight because you're eating waffles with me. That's why you can't lose weight. Like, there's, that's just, yeah, people, people. I mean, you know, think everything is true on Instagram or whatever. I, I hear it from my colleagues all the time, and it's. Well, here's, here's a hot take. Not Let's every go. physical therapist knows what the fuck they're doing. 100%. That's, I mean, and, and trainers too. So, you know, like, Boom. that's why it's so good to find people who do know what they're doing or at yeah. least have the same thought process. And it's not because they know. It's because they're willing to learn what they don't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, the, challenge the ones that, that come in and say, look, I know this, this, and this, and this, and I study here, and this is who I worked with. Like, those are the people I, I run away from. Oh yeah, I don't subscribe to. Yeah, that's the last thing I do. When, yeah. P, when PTs are like, "Oh, who do you subscribe to?" I'm like, "All of them, all. like little yeah. bits and pieces of all of them." Yeah. even the ones that you don't necessarily agree with, because yeah. there's something in there. Right? Yeah, yeah. I think being able to challenge yourself, like even even as an athlete or even as a medical professional, even as a fitness professional, mm-hmm. like being able to critically appraise the stuff that you, we see on a daily basis and ask questions. And what I really loved about this camp was how receptive all of y'all have been to like uh, these conversations. Cause I know plenty of athletes that have come in to see me sure. that are, they're like, Oh, you're highly recommended. I'm like, this is my opinion and this is what's going on. And I don't think this is working for you. And they're like, Oh, what? Like they, yeah. they've been, people don't want to critically think about what's been presented to them. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I think yeah. the more I learn, the less I'm certain of. Uh-huh. Hands down every day. Put it. Every time I read a study, I'm like, oh, geez. I like don't. I have no idea what I'm, we, we. I still have no idea what I'm doing. I just. <laughs> it's a surprise I'm still here. Well, that's a good time to end the podcast. <laughs> yeah. His name's Erwin. He doesn't have a fucking clue. Yeah. Uh, if people want to come see you, uh, you're in New York. I'm in where, New York City. Where, where they go to, to contact you? Uh, matchfitperformance.com. Uh, on Instagram is matchfitperformance. My personal slash semi-professional Instagram is Erwin Segia PT. Um, but yeah, New York City, flat iron. We're in flat iron, so yeah, all y'all welcome. Fun to uh, fun to have you down here this week, man. Uh, I loved it. I'll yeah. see you in uh, in New York at some point soon. Hell yeah. I got an I love you, man, Lulu Lemon trip that uh, you do that we need to, to figure out. We need to figure that uh, out. What? Chris, what? What? He's a Lulu ambassador. <laughs> oh, okay. And uh, he's got a deal for me. 
Yeah. Where does the I love you man come from, though? So, uh, <laughs> I don't know if I'm supposed to plug it. No, no, you're good. No, you're good. This is a well known thing. This is a well known thing. So, for most for most of ambassadors, so Lululemon, hi, hi, Madison Ave. So they're doing a lot with their men's apparel, which I love. I'm literally wearing all Lululemon right now. Um, the they're trying to do a lot for their men's apparel. Uh, they for the ambassadors, they offer what, every month you can bring a guy in and you can get up to four hundred dollars retail, uh, up to four forty percent off four hundred dollars retail up to 40 percent off 400 dollars. yeah okay so so it's still, bucks off. Okay. yeah so still a solid I, amount i've been trying to figure out the math all week and chris just did it in four seconds quick math <laughs> that's quick how math. Brain works and how mine doesn't i love it i can come up with these quick witty little sayings that might be good episode titles and you're like oh math strengths <laughs> strengths it's all good uh so yeah, yeah. mash rip performance erwin's the gear uh what, you got anything else to say? We're going to do a wrap-up pod um, when we get back and our yep. brains work again. That's right. You're just ready to go. Um, yes. All right. Follow me on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at Craig underscore Hoffman. Uh, thanks to you all who, who stuck around and, and came to this last final taping and for coming all week. And uh, that's it for Onyx Camp. <laughs> <laughs>